Walter Love with Brent and Jeff. What would you do with the brain if you had one? The best intro to any show, period. This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff, and I'm excited you're here. I don't know about Brent, if he's excited. Yeah, done it before. Yeah. It's getting lame and old. <laughs> Just <getting> so stale. <laughs> to refresh this thing. Anyway... What? God's word is never stale, Jeff. No, I just meant us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this shirt I'm wearing is a little stale yeah. at the end of the day. Anyway, TMI. Yeah. We are excited that you're here. I said that already. But guess what? It's true. And we have a brand new top topic for you, and we're really excited to get down to business. Tonight's topic is solid as a rock from Matthew nice. chapter 7, Luke chapter 6. We're going to be talking about building our house on the rock and not on the sand. You guys probably sang songs about it in Sunday school. And um, we're going to sing songs about it on the altar life tonight. <laughs> so stick around for the next two hours. <laughs> so if you want to know what solid as a rock is, go in your refrigerator and look at that week old pizza that's in there. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> solid as a rock. No. Hurl uh, it at your nearest sibling. <laughs> See if it leaves a mark. Uh, Tell him I that told reminds you to me do of it. Bachelor Days. <laughs> it's like, like, is it hard enough to eat? <laughs> I'll just, eh, whatever, I'll suck it up. Uh, I'm hungry. Um, so we're gonna be in Matthew seven or Luke six or both. Um, the story is in both Gospels, and um, the story of the wise builder. And uh, Jesus is using this as an example to get a point across. Uh, the wise man and the foolish man, and um, so we've got the, you know, the good guy and the bad guy, the wise man and the foolish man, and he parallels the two, and he talks about, he contrasts the two, and he talks about the difference in, in the context of building a house. Now, Jeff, I don't build houses. I don't have any. I can't even build a house with Legos. Uh, my my son's better at it than I am, and he's four. Um, so uh, so I don't know much about building a house. But what I do know is I'm glad that my house was built by somebody who knows how to do it. <laughs> that was a wise man in building houses, um, because otherwise he probably would have built the house on the wrong thing, and. Um, my house wouldn't be here anymore. It'd be it'd be a shambles, and I'd be looking for the pieces, and uh, like Humpty Dumpty trying to put it back together again. So, and um, we're gonna jump right in Matthew chapter seven, Luke chapter six. We're gonna do like a hybrid of the two. Um, the context is interesting because Jesus is talking to people, and he's talking about people who don't practice what they claim. You know, they're instead of contenders, they're pretenders. Instead of uh, Get their professors, their confessors, I don't know, something like that. Something with rhyming, something that was good, and I messed it up as usual. Uh, but he's talking about, in Matthew, right before it, he talks about the people who say, Lord, Lord, look at all this stuff we did in your name. And he says, I don't, I never knew you. You know, and that's, an, that's a harsh section of scripture. And then in Luke, the chapter, he talks about, and he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do the things that I say? And it just it levels you because you hear that and you're like, wow, God doesn't necessarily care as much about, okay, the good stuff we do that we check off on the list. It's about what we do with what he says. That's the number one priority for us. And that's something that we're going to be talking about for the rest of the evening. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Altered Life with Brent and Jeff. Brilliant! Jeff, you were kind of talking in the last segment about the people who he's talking to and he's, he's, you know, the, the context here. And he's talking about the guy who says, Lord, Lord. And, you know, in Matthew, he actually says, 
who've prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name. And he's going to say, I never knew who you were. It's like, whoa. Like, God gives him the ability to do all those amazing things in his name. And he gets to the end and he goes, I never knew who you were. I didn't know you. And I kind of, that always baffled me, that passage. It was like, you know, it. everyone in the world looked at these people and were like, you know, these guys got it together. You know, they've done everything that, um, that you're supposed to do. They look exactly like the next guy who's a Christian. And, um, man, even to the point where he's doing miracles, he's casting out demons. He's like, he's got the power. He's got the power. Yeah. He's got it. And gets to the end and said, Jesus, like, I didn't know who you were. It's like sobering. How much of the church today, you know, it's a good time to check yourself. You know, how, how much of the church today is going to get to the end? Man, you had a church, you were worshiping, you were baptizing people, things were happening in your ministry. People were getting saved, even. People were getting healed. And, you know, it was like, it was the fastest growing mega church ever. You know, and it was like, so successful people were buying your books it was like people's lives were getting changed and you get to heaven and i didn't know who you were wow but look at all the stuff i did look at all the look at all the fruit quote unquote in my ministry it's amazing i think we're all going to be surprised how much god makes up for our (laughs) inadequacy with his grace you know Mm -hmm. how he says you know what you never did really worship me in spirit (laughs) and in truth but you know my grace covered all that and the people in their congregation were blessed anyway because of the spirit not because of you and uh, man what a a challenging thing to start off with is because he's going to go right into therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock you know he's going to zero in on doing the things that God asked for us to do obeying his word Um, and uh, man what a what a challenging thing for us tonight yeah we we're easy and quick to say, Lord, we call him Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, thank you for this. Lord, that title means that we give him control. If he's telling us something and we're not doing it, then he's not the Lord of our life. And that's a challenge to all of us. And um, it's important what, that we do what he says. Oh, I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Shadows by Red. We like to kick it up a notch. And Red always delivers. Why don't you check out our website? Why do you say you like the altar life, but you don't do what we ask? Go on our website, www.thealterlife.com. I'm getting like rebuked right now by every like pastor that's listening to this show. How dare you? Sorry, I didn't mean to. You don't have to listen to the things that I say. You have Jeff, to listen. Jeff, I never knew you. <laughs> I know. They'll be like, hey, you remember me? I'm Jeff from the altar life. God's going to be like, what the heck is the altar life? <laughs> That has nothing to do with, uh, what did you do with the words that I said? That's, it's interesting that, you know, that's the most important thing. And, uh, there's no getting around it. You can't take part of God's word and buy it. And then the other part and just dismiss it, which is what a lot of people do. And what we see in the church a lot now and something to guard against. Anyway, www.thealterlife.com is where you can get all your altar life information. And we'd love for you to check it out. Anyway, we're talking about the wise builder. So therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, and beat on that house. There's some, some they beat on it. Beat on it. The wind's got its fits <laughs> just pounding on it. <laughs> And it did not fall, 
for it was founded on the rock. So this is a house that I want to live in, one that can withstand torrential downpour, tornado-like winds, uh, hurricane-like floods, like just craziness, right? And here's his house standing in the midst of it all, um, not falling, not crumbling, um, standing, standing firm because of what it's what it's founded on. And that's interesting. You know, you start thinking about founding, that word founding, you know, where, where you got your, put your roots in, um, where you dug your heels in. And Jeff, just thinking about, you know, as Christians, what we're called to put our, our, uh, our foundation in being the rock and the rock of Christ. Yeah. I, th- I think that it's interesting that uh, I just can't get over how much it, that is in the gospels where Jesus is talking about what we do with his word. And a lot of times we can shrug the word to the side and we make it all about works or we make it all about ourselves. And, oh, you know, it's so great. I'm forgiven. I have grace. And, you know, I fall so short. And then Jesus is like, yeah, that's true. But I also gave you commands. And the way you love me is to keep them. And it depends on how you take the words that I say and what you do with them. You think about the parable of the sower, which we've done a couple times when it talks about the ones who received the word with joy, but they had no depth, they had no root, and when the trials and tribulations and the storms of life come, they quickly fall away because they don't have any foundation. And then he gives another analogy. You know, whenever Jesus reiterates something, it's it's important to take note. <laughs> I think that this is important to him. You know, you see in the Gospels, there's the feeding of the five thousand is in every every gospel it's a big deal and then you also see even though he might not be saying the same thing the meaning is the same behind it and he's saying it in a different way it's important for us to have that foundation in his word and to obey his word and to take it for what it is and in doing that when those storms come and they're gonna come it's a promise (laughs) not one of the promises we cling to right by the way um yes the storms are coming and the tribulation and the trial um when they come, they're not going to knock us off of our foundation. All right, that was absolute thousand-foot crutch. That's what we want. We say we want the truth. No phony, no fake truth. <laughs> the real thing we want. And yet, you know, Jesus is saying here in tonight tonight's story, you know, there's a lot of truth out there for you. It's the Word of God. And um, the challenge here tonight is he who hears the sayings of mine, the truth, and does them. See, there's a... There's an action associated with it, you know. Jeff, you were talking about we hear stuff all the time. Oh, that's nice. I'm loved. There's a grace of component, you know. There's, hey, you know, the story, I know I'm supposed to build my house on the rock. So, okay, I got my house on Christ. I'm good to go. But what does that really mean, you know, when you break it down? What does it look like to have a wise man who's built his house on a rock? You know, he's built his dwelling place. Where is he dwelling? Um, where has he found it? What's his shelter? Um, what's protecting him? What has he built around himself to protect him from the weather? You know, is it is it these things that um, is it going to just fall away, or is it something that's going to stand in the in the dark, hard times? You know, because life is that way. We are promised, as Jeff said, to have to have storms, and um, you know, you can really tell the measure of a man is for him said by <laughs> by you know going through the storms and if he stands or not yeah. and uh, and something to meditate on tonight and um, that's what we're talking about tonight we're talking about where our anchor is set is it set on like you know uh, 
this uh, whole emergent movement is it set on oh it's all about works man it's all about making god's kingdom happen here now is it i'm gonna go feed a bunch of homeless people and that'll get me into the kingdom of god or is it god's word and the things that jesus commands us to do that we often forget to do because we're pursuing all this other stuff and you know it's a challenge to me because I wonder, you know, how these trials and these things that come into my life and I get so stressed out, I get so upset and I'm like, what? Why is this happening to me? And then I realize, wow, why am I so upset about this? <laughs> you know, isn't this what God said would happen if I had been listening to his word and applying it and digging deep? Like it says in Luke, in his version of the story, it says he dug down deep and put the foundation to build the house. And... I don't do that kind of work. How many of us are diligent enough to build a house in regards to our spirituality and our life with Christ? We don't. We, you know, it's it's that you kind of get your quick fix. You know, you patch it, you spackle it. It's four walls and you're like, I hope this stands up. You know, it, there's time and there's effort and there's cost. We talked about that last week. Um, and a lot of us aren't willing to do it. We're foolish. And uh, it's a challenge to me because the danger it says uh, not to get ahead of ourselves but it says when the house falls it's a great fall yeah. it's not like you're just uh eh, just pick up the pieces it's not like lego blocks or lincoln logs you're just like oh let's start over or jenga <laughs> you know it's it's a big deal if you're gonna let those storms affect you to the point where it knocks you down because it's it's harder to get back up and pick up the pieces you mentioned going da- digging down deep and laying your foundation you know we so often get contented with our one hour and ten minute Sunday morning nugget and we wait till the next Sunday morning to have our another nugget of truth that we can take because it's a nice thing to do on Sunday morning instead of it being our lifestyle of digging deep and having that foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ you're unbelievable the altar this is unbelievable I cannot believe this this is unbelievable this is unbelievable alright that was Stand in the Rain by Super Chick and that's what we're talking about with the rain coming down. Stand your ground. That's a great song. Absolutely awesome. And it's time for our unbelievable segment tonight. And tonight, Brent and I, a lot of experience with this topic. We're going to be doing an unbelievable on, I guess, the term or the, the idea of a mega church. <laughs> it's bigger than the other churches. It's mega. It's mega. It's and like, everything that happens there is mega good. Yeah. It's just mega better. <laughs> Mega parking lot, mega security parking lot attendance. <laughs> uh, how about like if you're just a man that goes there? Are you Mega Man? <laughs> <laughs> mega Trump. The, the building's made out of mega bricks. Yeah, because <laughs> they gotta fit mega people in there. Right. Yeah, it's like McDonald's. Everything's Mick. You just throw it at the beginning of it. It's good. Everything's like super size. Yeah, I, I love I that, that they call it a mega church, and yeah, it is a different entity, entity in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. it's not as personal as some of the smaller churches and whatever, but. People get like this, like, it's almost like it's like the Death Star. Like It's like this ominous thing. It's just like, this, look at the size of that church. It's so intimidating. I couldn't possibly know anybody there. It's crazy. And it's like, well, if you want it to be that way, that's what it's going to be. You know, it's a lot of it is all perception. I just think it's really funny that, like, there's even an idea of mega yeah. church. It's I like, know. It's one of the top mega churches in the country. Like, well, how about just regular churches? Sometimes I actually think, like, what would Christ think if you were on the earth? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I go to that mega church in Northeast Philly. He's yeah. like, a mega what? I know. <laughs> you know by all I always wonder what he would think about things like 
Because <laughs> isn't the church, by definition, the body of Christ? Yeah, totally. So it's like, this is the mega body of Christ, <laughs> if you didn't know. It's it's just oh ultra. Oh, how many people go to your church? Oh, only 400? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, I bet you have no problems getting Sunday school help. <laughs> Everybody yeah, gets we'll like, Tommy, what? <laughs> You're a mega church. You need tons of Sunday school I know. Help. It's funny. It's like there's not... Well, just the problems intensify most of the yeah. time. You have more people and more kids to take care of than less Sunday school volunteers in a mega church. It's got its own flaws. Yeah. Its own problems to deal with. Everybody's like, oh, mega church. I appreciate our mega church we went to. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the wise man who built his house on a rock. But then, you know, Jesus can contrast that with everyone who hears these sayings of mine. And if they don't do them, contrary different than the wise man the foolish man he will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended the floods came the winds blew beat on that house so it's the same storm the same symptoms it fell (laughs) like a house of cards baby and great was its fall it wasn't just a (laughs) it's not great great was the fall (laughs) no 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 it was a massive fall and Man, I, I just picture, so what I'm picturing right now is just the, the man of God. Everyone sees him and goes, oh, man, he's such a great, great God. and people, Great guy. He just follows the Lord, and everyone puts all this stock in his relationship with the Lord. You know, the pastor of the mega church or whatever it is. And, you know, so people follow, and then storms come, and he's he falls. And how great of a fall that is. You know, if you've ever been involved in a, in a ministry or in somewhere where, you know, there was someone of significance in that ministry and just fell, you know, and man, it's, it's sad and it wreaks havoc. And I'm at, you know, I wonder if that's God's talking about that or, um, just the fall that, that, that could bring, you know, the house. And of course, you know, personally, as you look at your own life and you look at it personally and you say, you know, even if it was in my own life, you know, and the storm came, the fall isn't good. I mean, the fall is devastating. You know, the house, the thing that's supposed to protect me, it fell to the ground. And now I'm out standing in the elements getting beat up by the storm. And that's not the Lord's plan for our life. I mean, he doesn't want that. He's not saying, so, oh, wise man laughing. He's, this is a, a warning that says, look, you know, I'm challenging you here. You guys, you all say that you know me, you're doing stuff in my name, but really... It's about hearing what I'm saying and doing it and being obedient. And, you know, I'll protect you in that storm. I'm the rock. And um, we're talking about the solid as a rock, Matthew chapter 7, Luke chapter 6. The idea of the wise man building his house on the rock and the foolish man building his house on the sand. Probably did the analogies in Sunday school. You sang the songs. But uh, what does it really mean to us? To He says... People who hear what I say and do what I say are like a guy who built his house on the rock. When things go wrong, his house is going to stand strong. Think about it. You know, he he says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and do it. It, it. It's all about action, but not like, go do good stuff. It's about what God says in his word, go do it. That's what we need to be doing. Not just like all this other stuff that we think is Christian or all the stuff that we think make, gets us brownie points in the kingdom of God. It's got to be, what does Jesus instruct us to do? When you do it, you are the smart one. <laughs> You're the guy who is building his foundation. 
when we continually do what God commands us to do, when we're faced with those difficult things, it's going to roll right off our back. You know, it's going to be like our house is going to be covered in rain X. <laughs> you know, you get the little beads and it's just going to fly off. It's not a big deal. Windshield wipers come on like eyes on your front windows, you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Stay Strong, second half of the Newsboys Double Play. And we're thankful you're here tonight. You know, we're talking tonight about... Um, the title of the, the episode tonight is Solid as a Rock, and, and we're talking about the wise man and the foolish man. The wise man building his house on the rock, and the, and the foolish man building his house on the sand. And, you know, it's, it's, he likens it to a house where the foundation, it's, it's about what are you building your house on. Um, he's talking about that foundation, and it being his word, and obeying, obeying him. And, man, I was just trying to think about what does this mean to my life, you know? Think about Jesus. You know, Jesus was tempted, just like we're tempted, um, and he was tempted in the desert. And what did he fall, what did he go to in the time of struggle? He went back to his word, you know, and said, "Look, man, said, you know, you know." He says, um, "Man should not live by bread alone, but every, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God." You know, he quoted scripture, and and that's what he would. He said it, and then he obeyed his own words. Like this is what the word says, and this is what I am doing. And through that, I'm being delivered from this. And, um, you know, that's it. That's what he's talking about right here. You know, he's saying those who hear it and do it, you know, that's when you're found, you know that your foundation's in the right thing. You know, if your foundation is, you know, I hear the truth. I'm not really going to live that out. I'm going to do what I want to do. You're on shaky ground. You're on sand. <laughs> that's what your, that's, that's where your foundation is. And, and he's, and he's bringing that point out so that we can realize that, hey, guys, check yourself. Make sure that your foundation of your life is on the Word of God and not on something, not on your agenda and something you think is going to save you in a storm. Yeah, I mean, and also something that you heard from another person. Yeah, right. I, I find a lot of people who base their doctrine and their whole theological stance on, well, this professor told me or, you know, this pastor told me. And it's like, whoa. You have a Bible, right? You probably have six of them in your house. Why don't you go and read it for yourself and build the foundation? I like it. Luke, it says, he's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation. He did the work. It's not like he hired the contractors. They did it. And we, and we can sometimes get into that. And uh, I like how it says he did it. No, he doesn't say he hired contractors to come in and lay, you know, what do they call it? Uh, strip the the land, or, or I forget what they call Excavate. it. Yeah, like they 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 make it nice and flat, and they they do all that stuff, get all the rocks out of there. We do that a lot of times because we have so many so many resources at our fingertips that we allow we allow John Piper or Charles Spurgeon to do the work for us as far as laying the foundation. You know what I mean? Blue Letter Bible. Yeah, blueletterbible.com. <laughs> like, what does Blue Letter Bible say about what this verse said? And it's like, well. We have the tools. God's given us his spirit to open his word to us so that we will build a foundation, not a foundation made on, you know, prefabricated tools or instruments. You know, it's just really interesting how he, he points it out. It's, he's a man who's wise and he does it himself. You're listening to The Alpha Life with Brent and Jeff. And uh, the last part of this whole story, he says, and great was its fall. He's talking about the, the foolish man. And, uh, you know... Not only does it impact you, but it impacts other people. You know, um, the fall, the fall of man. It's not a good thing. Uh, it wasn't in the beginning. It wasn't in the beginning. <laughs> That's right. 
And, uh, you know, when we, when we think about the, the foolish man, you know, and the fall that, that's there, you know, you have the potential. People are following you, you know, and if you claim the name of Christ, you're saying, Lord, 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 you know, you're doing things in his name, you know, people are watching you. There's unsa- there's an unsaved world out there that's looking at you and looking at your life and seeing what you build your life on, um, you know, and unfortunately, if you're building it on the wrong thing and you fall, man, that doesn't just impact you. That impacts could impact the body of Christ that you're involved in. It could impact the unsaved world as they look at you and go, man, you know, he was building his house on, quote unquote, the Lord. And look what happened in the storm. Um, I mean, it's great. There's a great impact to the being a foolish man in this case and, and not building your life on, on the word of God and, the, and obeying the things that he says. Yeah. And listen, we're not trying to come down on people like you better not screw up you yeah. know or else you know that's not what it's talking about you might be like me and have been somebody who suffered a great fall yeah the problem is we get we realize that the house is on the sand and instead of saying let's level this place and build it right we start to paint the sand gray to make it look like rock <laughs> <laughs> or you know we try to like we buy like fake rocks with like totally. <laughs> you know where we love the, the things that we hide our keys in when we get locked out of the house like we buy like those plastic like novelty rocks and be like oh, look up my house is built on the rock there's no problems here there's no cracks and um, you know Jesus isn't one for patchwork and you know he wants the blood the sweat the elbow grease the the, the, the counting the cost we talked about it last week and it's interesting how these things tie together you know what are we putting our priority in is it priority <laughs> I said that really funny I'm from Boston um <laughs> are we caring more about when people walk by they say man that's a nice house or that's a good foundation that house isn't going anywhere and uh, you know it's easy for me to say I oh, know I want the foundation to be good but do I really do I want to put right. the effort in that's the challenge we want to be solid as a rock because you're going to face storms you're probably going to walk right into one right now look out you don't want to be <laughs> you don't want to be shaken you don't want Glenn Hurricane Schwartz to be saying there's a storm coming and you're not prepared. Anyway, we got to get out of here and we're going to close out the night with Solid Rock by Delirious. So until next week, Pickle Cats, live for Christ. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period.